Welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with my other host, Grace Warren. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm doing just great, trying to uh, just get through this crazy time. For sure. Um, We're going to have Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United call in today. We're here live today. We are here live today. Um, And uh, we also have with us um, June Posthumous, my daughter. Say hello. Hello. As everyone knows, (laughs) schools are closed. So um, this is our our one outing for the day. We're going to go home after this and uh, do our... Homework. De- decontamination process, right? <laughs> and then homework, that's right. And, uh, you know, see where the day takes us, which is going to be not far from the border of our property. <laughs> <laughs> we are both from Better Homes and Gardens, uh, Rand Realty, and this is WTVQ, radio worth listening to at 1110 a.m. and 93.5 FM. And our phone number here is 845-651-651. One 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 zero. So if you'd like to give us a call, we're going to be talking a lot about a lot of different things today. Obviously, what's on a lot of people's minds is, you know, um, this coronavirus or COVID-19. Yeah. And it's it's affecting every bit of our lives right now. Yeah. Um, Obviously, June is uh, our guest here today, which (laughs) normally she'd be in school right now. And uh, she is here with us, which is great. I don't, I love having her here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. We have, um, like a little bulletin that we were given from Joe Rand, who is the, um, head counsel for, uh, better, homes. better homes and gardens, yeah. Rand realty. And, uh, I don't know, you want, do you want to read some of this? Well, I can, Christine, so you I can, can say, paraphrase it. Maybe well, I can say, I'll share an experience this weekend and then we'll kind of go through some of the things, you know, okay. Um, our job is home buying and selling, right? And, you know, a lot of our daily activities are in front of a computer. But at some point in time, we take people out and we show them homes. And, you know, that's a big concern right now. Um, some of the guidelines, and I saw it in action this weekend, that, you know, we're working with are, um, you know, making sure that we have gloves mm-hmm. um, so that when we are touching doorknobs, um, we're, you know, using... Keys. Yep keys, doorknobs, we, you know, we have gloves, we're opening doors for our clients, offering them gloves as well. Um, you know, and a lot of homes we see, I mean, I would see for me, it's half, half vacant, um, versus, you know, someone's living there, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's hard. And I think that, that people who are buying and selling each have to make decisions for themselves about their, their comfort level. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm prepared to do less, you know, less client tours right now, just because we just have to. Yeah, it's it's just the reality. And, you know, for us, it's it's a tough time. It's our big spring market. I have sellers calling, you know, me to ask whether or not they should be listing. Should they wait? Um, And it's hard to know really what to advise people. I think that, you know, it it goes you it's a different answer for each Person. person who's selling the house, because if you have a vacant home, it's probably going to be okay as a seller. Yeah. Um, but if you have, if you're living in your home, you don't necessarily want all these people coming in and no, out of, of your course. house. I mean, you don't know. They don't know. People don't know if they're sick. Right. So, you know, this morning I was watching on, um, Good Morning America. They had that basketball player. There were two basketball players from the jazz. I think oh it yeah. Is, that tested positive. And the one guy, he tested positive. He doesn't have a single symptom. Yeah. 
He tested positive a week ago. He still has no symptoms. I mean, he he's like, I could go play a basketball game right now. So that's, you don't really know whether you have it or not. And, yeah. you, you know, as they've been saying, you and I might do just fine, but somebody that's elderly or is compromised in any way, you know. They're going to have a completely different have reaction. A, a different story. So I, we just have to be diligent and be careful and not do anything that doesn't have to be done. Exactly. You know, and if it means putting off a, a, a trend, you know, buying a house for another month, yeah, so be it. Exactly. I, I, I agree completely. And uh, as I said, bracing for bracing for a little bit of a slowdown. At the same time, it's a great time for people who are thinking of selling to get their market analysis done. You know, for, from our point of view, we can do a lot. A lot of what we do is research on computers and databases. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're still able to help our clients out in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about selling a house, you know, a lot of people are going to be home right now. Right. Now's the time to do the things in your house. You have extra time. That's exactly right. That's a that's a great point is, you know, organize your closets. I mean, i paint not, that kitchen and right. I, I'm not thinking of selling my house. But I said to my husband this morning, you know, you're probably not going to be able to go to to too many places. Maybe we should take care of some of the things we haven't done over the past several months because you've been so busy. Yeah. So that it's it's an opportunity. I guess we have to take it as an opportunity to bond with our kids, mm -hmm. and our kids can learn how to play outside again. My kids are good outside players. Yeah, my kids were always great outside players, but I I know that there are a lot that are not. Yeah. But anyway, um, one fun thing I heard is that Disney is going to release Frozen Two. Ah. So you you can watch it at home. They're going to nice. release, release it much earlier. And then um, that new Star Wars movie, too. I can't. Uh, oh, what is it? Um, Skywalker? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The Rise the rise of the Skywalker. Ri something right, like right. So that is going to be released on Friday. So that's something for you to watch as if those are both good family movies, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something for everybody to do. But we have other things we'll talk about, too. Like, what have you done this week with your clients? I've... I've been busy up until up until today, really, um, looking at houses. Just yesterday morning, we went out and saw two. Yeah, I saw um, a couple of houses this weekend as well on Saturday, and uh, it's it's it, the market. Uh, there's so few homes on on the market that there was one that came on, and I, I will not mention where it is, but it came on to the market, and I went there on Saturday morning, and apparently there were showings scheduled all day for this property. Right. My clients were excited to see it. It was such a, it's kind of a letdown. Christine. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like the, the pictures were better than the reality? Well, the pictures weren't that great, but they were better than the reality. Wow. And the price tag was not, was way crazy. But if they get an offer, I mean, maybe someone's going to make an offer on it. I don't know. I, it won't be my client. I'm having the, I am actually having that problem on a couple homes, right? I have, I have two buyers that are like need, need to find a place now their homes mm -hmm. are sold and they haven't found their next place. Um, because what, you know, if your home is priced right, it goes super fast, but that encourages people to price their homes high. Yeah. But agents, know how to do a market analysis and you may price your home high saying oh there's all i hear all this limited inventory but people are still not going to overpay for a house um and so when a home sits there and sits there and sits there you know if, yeah you're going to get a lot of showings but 
you're not gonna get the offer and it's super but, frustrating. Yeah, before I went into the house, the owner actually was there. I was the first person coming that day and uh, she's telling me she had showings for the next eight hours scheduled. Right. And, uh, and I was like, well, you'll probably have an offer by the end of the weekend. And then I went into the house. I was like, well, maybe you won't. I don't know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so at any rate, um, it was uh, it was a disappointment. Yeah. It really was. But a- anyway, we did see another house that they did like. So um, good. It, I love that. We I also uh, I had one one buyer find a home this weekend. So mm-hmm. um, that's exciting for all of us. And you know, it's uh, one one transaction at a time, right? That's yeah. It's and, like, uh, and and in today's environment, every everyone is going to be different. You know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. Uh, I meant to actually kind of do check and see if we have more like temporary off the market homes now. I didn't check that this morning. I checked uh, what closed in the past 30 days and what um, went under contract in the past 30 days. My guess is that this week we're going to start to see a lot more temporarily off the market homes. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm going to assume that that would happen for sure. Um, but we'll report back next week with those, with those stats. I think if we're, we'll, we'll, I think maybe what we're going to end up doing is, doing this from home, right? Maybe yeah. calling in. It, that's it seems, what we were told. It seems like uh, that that's be. a possibility. We'll well, I don't know. How, I don't even know how that would really work because I only have a cell phone. I don't have a landline anywhere. <laughs> we'll have to do it from our cell phones. Or I guess I'll have to go in the office to do it. I don't know. <laughs> Which, but, by the way, none of us are going into the office right now. We just had to have administrative staff unless you have to be there. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about credit today. Yep. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Jimmy Stern, inviting you to join me every Sunday morning right here for Polka Session. It's one hour of some great polka music, 11 a.m. every Sunday morning right here on WTBQ, 1110 on the AM dial, 93.5 on your FM dial. 
You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor. That's right. Sunday morning today. Get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor. Here Sunday mornings at 8. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. And Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Also here today with... June. With June. <laughs> Love it. So I was just telling Grace when uh, when I announced to, to the kids on Friday that uh, they were going to be off of school for a while, June's <laughs> first response to me was, and without missing a beat, are you on the radio on Monday and can I come with you? So <laughs> she's, a, she's a budding star. <laughs> so we have uh, Mike van manzart from hudson um, um united mortgage and he is here right mike H- hello are you there good morning how are you good um so i i called texted you this morning and asked you to talk about this interest rate thing that just happened this i guess last night right yeah i think yesterday at three o'clock my phone started ringing <laughs> um with people asking me what's going on <laughs> so i've been feeling that all morning essentially yeah, so um, I just thought maybe you could give us a synopsis of this. I know y- you um, couldn't make it in here today, so let us tell us what's going on with that and how does it affect mortgage rates? Does it affect mortgage rates? So in a nutshell, yeah, the Fed lowered rates or short-term borrowing rates to near zero, which means banks can borrow from them at next to nothing, essentially. But that really doesn't have a direct impact on mortgages, which is what I think the huge confusion is. Um, I have people that are closing on their house this week, and they think that their interest rate's now 50 basis points lower, which is really just not the case. Um, What is going to improve rates is that with this announcement, the Fed basically said, and not only are we lowering rates, we're actually going to buy up a bunch of treasury bonds and also mortgage-backed securities, which was the huge disconnect last week. Um, banks, we opened up the market great on Monday, and then by Tuesday, Wednesday, and the later of the week, interest rates almost went up a full percentage point because banks were essentially hedging their losses. So they were like, you know what? Everyone's refinancing right now, which is great, but now we're paying off loans that we expected to get money on for 30 years, Right. So they're taking a loss on that. And now the new business coming in, they're like, well, we have to make up that loss. So they actually started increasing rates regardless of what the Fed's monetary policy was. They're like, we have to make up for this. So you saw a trickle upwards in interest rates. So I think what's happening with them buying bonds now is that it's going to balance the market. There's going to it's going to cool it off a little. I can't speak to the stock market because obviously that's down twenty three hundred points. It looks like as a peek over at my tv oh with the news on don't, uh, don't look mike don't look and don't don't tell us we don't want to talk <laughs> well, about that's it. the thing everyone needs to sit tight on that because it'll just make it worse if we like yeah it's really just just have to let I mean, it go <laughs> it is a great time to save money by refinancing i'm not gonna lie and it's also a great time to buy a house but there becomes a point where you know you can't if you wait you're gonna miss the boat you know i have people that wanted to lock or wait to lock because they thought that the rates were going to go down and they, you know, I'm sending them an email saying, hey, you know, over the life of your loan, you're talking about an eighth of a percent difference on this size loan. It's peanuts. But if it goes the other direction, you're going to end up spending a lot more, you know. So why take the chance? And when they waited, I basically they lost that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you want to, I guess, talk to your mortgage guy or talk to me and find out what the options are and see what to do. You know, do you think they'll trickle down is- a little bit more? 
then you know because they I, went up last week do you think they'll cut or you don't know i think they're going to balance out i mean i track this market every single day um pricing for rates typically comes out you know the secondary market's already doing their job and then they usually start releasing rates around 9 30 for you know once they see what the stock market does mm-hmm. and it's almost 10 30 and rates are still not out for the day oh wow so they're basically seeing how they want they're seeing if they have a, a market for mortgage-backed securities is really what's happening because they don't want to get left holding the bag if okay. no one's going to be buying them i know i i don't think that um buyers necessarily think about understand. all of these things when they're <laughs> when they're doing that they yeah. don't understand it you know i don't i i do you know sell houses all the time and i don't quite understand it that's why i go it to is, you that's correct i leave the, yeah, I leave the mortgage that to, you. to the mortgage guy right right <laughs> just like you leave the the real estate to us we leave that to you i mean it, it's just it's very complicated and there's so much to it that most people just don't understand I will yeah, say don't, that. I mean, the biggest thing that you can't do is don't Google stuff and think that you're going to be an expert and, you know, don't listen to the news because in truth, the, the banks can set whatever rate they want to set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what the news is telling you that the rates are at zero, that's not really the case. You know, what bank is going to operate at zero? Nobody. <laughs> we, they may we as well not be in business, on, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'd love to borrow at zero money but it's just not feasible. Yeah, so, if you do want anyway. to do that, go ask your mother. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really? <laughs> because... <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny, Grace. Feels... What are you guys Seriously. talking about today? I didn't get a chance to listen this morning because I've just been fielding emails and phone yeah. calls all morning. But well, what's, what's gonna, the topic today? We are going to talk a little bit about what's a good credit score and you know why it's important to start building credit young. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the recent change in the foreclosure laws. So you're the, okay, the the best credit uh, score right now to get the best interest rate is what's the, what's the bottom number? The lowest well, that they can for have. Conventional minimum. would be six twenty, but I actually just started. But they wouldn't get the they wouldn't get the best rate at six twenty, right? No, I think it's no, no, seven forty. No, no, that'll get you in the house. You know, yeah, yeah you do want a seven forty or above is typically going to give you. We call it elite pricing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything with that and a large down payment is going to have elite pricing and you're going to get the best rates. And, so, and with those kind of um, with that kind of uh, credit score and uh, a big down payment, are they doing any kind of um, like no income verification type of loan, like for business owners and that sort of thing? No, I mean, no. there's bank statement programs that we have, but you're, you know, whenever you got to figure the banks want the cookie cutter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if whenever you say, all right, well, I have an 800 score and I'm putting 25% down, but I'm self-employed, I can use bank statements. That's great. They'll lend you the money, but at, with that money comes a little bit of risk for them. So that great rate that you may have gotten if you had money on the book, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, they add to it to hedge their risk. So if you were to start at three and a half, then probably expect to pay a little more if you're just using bank statements. Okay. You know, any any type of, you know, I don't know how to word it, but <laughs> if you go off the beaten path. Yeah, anything that doesn't conform, to, right? I mean, basically exactly, that's what yeah, it is. It if, you're, if you're not that perfect W-2 right. person. Consistent. It doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be W-2. We just have to show, like, they're self-employed individuals that report their money. You mm-hmm. know, that's the trick. We just need to show your money. You don't. I don't want to tell you you have to have a W-2 job to borrow from a bank because that's just not the case. Um, you just have to, when report you want to borrow, you can't report zero income. 
to the federal government because, you know, how are we going to lend you money um, right. if we don't see what you report? Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, that's really it. Okay. So the credit scores are what we're going to talk about. And, you know, thanks so much for calling us, Mike. We appreciate it. You stay safe at home. And uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to call Mike, Mike, what's your phone number? It's 845-239-6565. And you guys stay safe in the studio. Um, I'll Absolutely. see you at the office one we of these have, days. My car is also in the shop, so it happened to work out perfectly. That <laughs> We have Clorox <laughs> wipes here. Today. Mike, we have Clorox wipes. We have uh, alcohol. What else do we have? 409, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, 409. You yeah, name it. We got it all right here in front of us. Believe me. We <laughs> the full kind of, wipe down. We're kind of like crazy right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you guys sometime this week. All right. Okay, right. Thanks, Mike. Right. Bye. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. So uh, there you have it. That's what's happening with the uh, interest rates and how it really isn't going. To, it's going to affect. It's affected us negatively. Right. And maybe now it'll balance out this week. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that. Did no. you realize that? Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because because Mike knows how to listen to this report. Short term interest rates have gone down. But when you take a loan, it's a long term mm -hmm. loan. So I guess just because short term rates go down doesn't mean long term rates are affected. Right. Um, and the truth of the matter is he's right. Banks are in banks lend money to make business, make lend money to make money. Yeah. And if you want to not pay interest, you just you better ask a family member for it. I mean, even they may charge you interest. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you you can't you, know, you can't expect to get things for free. No, because. Right? But, you know, that that brings us into, you know, how to establish credit. So when the time comes that you want to buy a house, you're in the best position to do that. Right. Um, and, you know, it's important. Um, it's important to start doing that young. Right. But you can start at any time. I've had clients that are 55, 60 years old who have said to me, you know, I didn't want to carry a lot of debt. I don't have any credit cards. I pay all my bills, you know, when they're due. Um, and when you pull their credit, they have a terrible credit score. Because they don't have any credit. I just, this week I went with my daughter, we went shopping at Woodbury Common mm. and there was nobody there, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I took pictures of an empty parking lot. I didn't think I'll ever see that again. But um, we went to, I don't remember what store it was, but they offered a credit card and 20% off if you right. got this credit card. and. She's just, I, 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 they offered it to me. And I was like, no, no, thank you. And then my daughter goes, should I do it, mom? Right. And I'm like, you know what? You should do it. Get the credit card and, and do it because this way you're going to start credit. She's 22 years old. She's going to graduate from college this right. year. And she has to start building her credit. Like you said, you, you know, you, your credit will be bad if you have right. none. So a, an interesting thing about that, I'm going to tell you a really interesting thing I learned at a credit course I recently took. Okay. So when you take out a store card, mm -hmm. like um, whether it's Kohl's or whether it's um, Abercrombie & Fitch, right? Um, the key with credit cards is to take them, spend a little money on them, pay them down, but keep using them. If you leave a card, if you open up a card at a store, you know, a, a store card somewhere and two years go by because you haven't shopped there again, mm -hmm. they close the card for you automatically. Okay. And that is a big hit on your credit. So yeah. If you I, open, I didn't realize I just I know I just realized that because we had my husband and I had a like a Sears MasterCard right. or something and we hadn't used it yep. and they closed the card. Yep. They just sent us a letter saying we, they closed the card because we hadn't used it. And yep. I was like, what? But I didn't check my credit after that. So right. I don't really know. I mean, I get the ones from like Discover or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but it's so, not, I don't know how accurate that is. Correct. So it's not, it's not just opening the card. It's opening the card. And using it once in a while. Using it once in a while, paying it off quickly, not letting that balance run up. You want to keep that balance low. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have 10, let's just use $1,000, right? Let's just say you have $1,000. You want to, you know, you don't want to spend more than $300 on it or, or carry more than $300. You want to show that you can manage your credit that you can pay your bills on time every single time. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to use that card a little bit each month to show that you can manage extended debt. I don't debt. know. Does it have to be each month or does it have to be like every couple of months or something? Every now and The answer is this. Every now and again. You just want to show consistency. Mm -hmm. um, that's important. So, Did you just, is this a class you took for continuing education? It is a class I took for continuing education. And I got a fun little certificate that said I'm now, uh, <laughs> you know, credit. <laughs> Credit uh, something certified, I don't know. But um, I will say it was a very interesting class and I learned a lot. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that when we get back from uh, listening to our sponsors. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Hi, it's Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s with me on The Magic of the 80s. Saturdays beginning at 6 p.m. on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. Hi, it's Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s with me on The Magic of the 80s. Saturdays beginning at 6 p.m. on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. WTBQ Plenty of sunshine to start us off this morning, but we'll have increasing clouds as we get into the afternoon hours. High temperatures today nearing 45 degrees. Mainly cloudy then for this evening and cloudy tonight with a chance for a rain or snow mixture with lows nearing the middle 30s. Tuesday morning, some wet snow may continue to mix in before gradually changing over to just rain showers or drizzle. Highs in the afternoon nearing 50 degrees. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I am WeatherWorks meteorologist Nathan Wiles. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hello, this is Grace Warren on WTBQ Radio, and this is the Real Real Estate Show. And I'm here with Christine Koenig and June Postumas. June Postumas. <laughs> it's kind of a weird day today, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but that being said, we are uh, we're digging into a little bit about credit. Um, one of the things you know, people like to. I feel like people understand credit is a thing, but I don't think they always understand why good credit is so important and kind of what the sliding scale is. Like you can get a loan, 
with a lower credit score, but you're going to pay a lot more. Um, and so I found a really interesting chart, and I just kind of want to give people an idea of of how lower credit affects. We're going to post this somewhere, right? Yeah, we'll find. We'll find. Sure. I think that we have. By the way, I think that we started a a, a radio show Facebook page, so oh. I think we should start using it. Yeah, we should certainly start using it. <laughs> so we'll post this there. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So what we have is, um, if you have excellent credit. Excellent credit is um, somewhere between 740 and 850. 850 is the highest credit score you can have. Um, and at those... I think I've seen one person in like that, like 840. Yeah. I've, I've never I've, seen an 850. I'm at, I'm at 810 right now. Well, good for you. That's awesome. I've been working hard at that. Um, so... I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so excellent credit. What does it mean? You get It means you get the best interest rate, right? So... When you're buying a house and you hear, you know, we have 3.5% interest rates, that's for people that are well qualified with excellent credit. Mm -hmm. um, and it carries through on everything else. You're going to get the best rate on a car loan. Maybe that'll be 5%, right? Uh, you're going to get the best credit credit card rates. You'll be at 8 or 9%, right? So your insurance rates are better. Um, everything uh, that, you, that you kind of look for long-term pays and fees and things like that, you do better with higher credit. The insurance thing always just blows my mind. I know. And I, I think that's something like almost no one really knows. They yeah. do check your credit, your insurance companies, and you do get a better rate if you have better credit. Yeah. I, think, I always find that so amazing. Like, what does that have to do with, yeah. with credit? But right. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump between excellent credit and subprime credit, right? Um, just what so we difference. can, can really see, right? So excellent credit, we were looking at you know, maybe three and a, three, three and a half to 4% on your home loan you're looking at eight and a half to 9%, right? That's a huge difference and in your monthly as well. And a lot of times we don't do subprime there. It's hard to get a subprime mortgage now, right? 620 is really what most lenders are looking for. So if you can find a subprime lender, um, and I think maybe FHA will go down, I think to 580, I could be wrong on that number, but um, you're paying a lot more. On your car loans, you're looking at the difference between 5% and 18%. That's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. So a lot of times, you know, if you don't have good credit, you can still get buy a car, but the amount of money you're going to pay extra for, for the loan is it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with credit cards. You're looking at difference between 9% and 20%. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's why when we talk about having good credit, um, you know, yes, you want to be able to borrow money, but you also want to be able to maximize, you know, ma maximize your money and, and not spend it on things like interest and be able to spend it on things like food. One of the things I, I don't know that people understand, not, I guess somebody my age, your age, we've had a mortgage, we've had credit cards before, but a lot of younger people, I don't think they understand what, how the, um, the interest rate works. Right. Because there's, you know, they might see something like 20% for a credit card. It's not 20% every month. It's 20% broken up over 12 month payments, right? But it's still a lot of money when you, like if you owe- It's compounding interest. It, yeah, if you owe $1,000 and you're paying 20% interest and you just pay the minimum payment, you're gonna end up paying like another $200 for whatever you bought for $1,000. So Right, and not, not only that- Over the year. Not only that, if you're paying, you know, let's just say on the first of the month, you owe $1,000 and you have, you know, you have 20%. Your thousand dollars is now going to be one thousand two hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and if your minimum payment is one hundred fifty dollars, next month you are going to be paying a minimum payment now on 
more money than you originally owed. And so that, your minimum payment goes up. Right. And that and that is not only your minute, your balance goes up. Yeah. You can pay your minimum payment and each month your balance can go up. That's why it's important to really understand how credit card works, how credit cards work before you get them and not to overspend in a way that you can't um, keep up with your payments because it will escalate and escalate and it never stops. I do find it so interesting how, you know, college students, this is this is what happens to them. Yeah. I mean, my, I have a daughter who's a college student and every day in the mail comes an offer of credit to her mm-hmm. every day. I, I, it's, it's, it blows my mind because they're, they're trying to suck you in because that's the way the banks make money. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. So, um, how to build the credit though. Right. So we talked a little bit before, um, first thing, always pay your bills on time. Always, always, always. Um, you can actually get a credit bump if you pay, um, you have a billing cycle, right? Let's just, you say, um, you have between, the first of the month and the 16th of the month to pay your bill, right? They give you that window. That's for your mortgage usually. Or your credit cards too, but um, what, whatever your cycle is, it will show you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you always know you get your bill, right? You're already you two, two or weeks. three days into, the, into yeah. the cycle and then you have your two or three weeks to pay it. Um, but what people don't know, if you set up automatic payment to pay that bill within the first three days, sometimes even before you get your actual payment in hand, early payment consistently over month over month will increase your credit score. It's like a good bump. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. So, um, so you know, look look at what your cycle is on your on your actual bill, mm-hmm. and set up a payment to pay it. Even even if you don't get even if you don't have it in hand, you already know what you're going to pay towards it, mm-hmm. um, and and make that payment. You can always make a second payment if you didn't pay, you know if you wanted to pay more, but mm-hmm. always just get some money in there right away. It's really helpful um, in terms of. Other ways to build your credit, you want to, um, I guess you want to just make sure that based on how much income you make, you haven't, ta- you, you haven't taken out more loans, right, mm-hmm. than what your income can support. Um, and you really are looking at like a 30% of that number, right? You want to keep what you owe. That under- includes mortgage payments. Yeah, and school well. loans and med- I think medical bills are in there, although sometimes those are different companies will look at medical um, medical pills differently. Mm-hmm. So um, things things that are interesting in terms of what makes up your credit score, right? 35% of that credit score is your payment history. And then you have 10%, which is new credit, right? Don't open too many new accounts at once, right? Even if you're trying to build your credit and you're told, open credit cards, open a credit card, show a good payment history on it, right? Don't, don't go... Uh, credit card crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that sometimes there are companies out there that make it really appealing. You're buying furniture, they're going to give you that nice discount to open that card with them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're, they're great if they give you like a, like a six month or 12 month period where you know, you're going to be able to pay that off and you won't get charged interest. And that, but big, but if you don't pay it in that time, you're going to be charged a whopping amount of interest at the end of the term, if all you haven't once. paid it and it'll be on all of it. Correct. And then going back to what we talked about, when you buy, when you open a very specific card, right? Um, another thing is about longevity of your credit, right? Um, so if you, if you have like a Raymore and Flanagan card, yes, it may get, you know, it can help you. And you should, you know, if that's the way you need to buy furniture, I'm, I'm not here to judge any of that. What I am going to say is if you don't continue to put credit on that card, um, the store will close that card after two years of no, of, of inactivity. 
and that's a hit to your credit. So you've been working to build this credit. You open up a card, you pay it off consistently, and then you know you don't need to buy another couch. So what do you, what happens after two years? They close that card, and you get a hit on your credit for it. So just be careful. Think about what types of card you're opening, why you're opening it, um, will you continue to use it, and if not, may, maybe instead of getting the Raymar card, just use your Visa and and pay it off consistently, and uh, you'd probably be better off that way, credit score wise. Mm -hmm. So um, these are interesting things. Yeah. So what else is in in that? All right. So we had payment history. We had new credit type of credit used. Um, there are different types of credit. There's credit cards, there's car loans, there's school loans, there's mortgages, right? You want to show good payment history over multiple types of credit. Um, then there's uh, the length of credit history, right? You want to keep your oldest cards open, mm -hmm. right? If you if, if you do need to close cards, you want the ones where you can show a 10-year history of uh, on-time payment. You want to keep that card open. You don't want to close that one and then have one that's been open for a year and a half because when you close that down, you're closing down, you know, that, that whole card, whole you length. lose, you lose 10 years of good history on a report. So don't do that. And then lastly, we talked about the amounts owed. You want to make sure that you're, you know, even though you may have a thousand dollar line of credit, you want to keep it under 300. You never you want to max them out. Right. Because that, that falls into something called your loan to, it, loan, loan to value, value ratio, ratio um, which just means I've got credit cards and mortgages not, and not student loan loans. Not loan to value. That's not what LTV, it is. It's, it's but, uh, something like that. Point being, if you, if you have lines of credit, whether it's your mortgage, your home, in, like your uh, car loan, your student loans, if you have $100,000 in credit that you're available to use and you're at 70%, use, uh, like using 70% of that, you only have this little 30% uh, and it impacts how much money you can be lent. Right. Whereas if you have your you can have open lines of credit, but if you're only using 30 percent of that, you're able to qualify for much better loans at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So I think that was those were the big key takeaways I'd been wanting to talk about with credit, which is um, every week. It's been something else that we've been talking about. I haven't had a chance to go over that. Right. Yeah. It's um, it, I just I think it's so important to help people understand, you know, a quick decision about opening a card real quick could have, you know, impact down impact. the road. Correct. Um, so, and then, you know, you think, oh, I'll just close that card. And then that ends up hurting you even more. It's like a double-edged sword. So um, be careful with that. Another thing that people do um, is they get that offer for that 0% interest. Send all your balances over. Well, there, in some cases, you need to do that, right? And to, to kind and of- And that's okay to do it that. It is. But if you're thinking you of buying a home that, at the same right. time. And, and you also better look at the fine print because after that great that period is over, then the interest rate goes up right. and then, dramatically and in then some cases. From your credit score report, you now have two open lines of credit for reasonably large sums of money, right? Because if you transferred five thousand dollars over to the new card, now you now you have ten thousand dollars of credit that's out there to be used. And that actually works against you. And you don't want to close your last card because you're told if you close cards, it right. it's like this crazy cycle. Um, and so if you do find, by the way, you're in this crazy cycle of, of what do I do? Contact a credit specialist, right? So that can be um, your, do you your mortgage. Do you know any credit specialists? Um, so I do, but since I did not bring my phone, I don't have my contact information in there. I'll get back with that. But most mortgage people... That's what they do all mm -hmm. day long. They counsel people on how best to set themselves up, even if they're not able to qualify for something today, right? Here are the steps you can do. And over the next six months or a year, you can get your credit into a situation where you can buy. 
And I think the moral of that story is just to be prepared. Know what you're what you're doing, uh, especially if you're going to be buying a home in, in the near future. If that's what you want to do, then you can prepare for it. Even if you're not ready to do that today, you can prepare for that down the road. That's right. So we are going to take uh, take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4800. Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty and Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 noon. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig. With my other host today, Grace Warren. Hi, Grace. From Better Homes and Gardens, too. That's right. You're listening to WTBQ, radio worth listening to. And we are here today with my very special helper guest. June. June. <laughs> Love it. Yay. <laughs> so uh, let's let's check in June's with June. June's already uh, talking about what's going to happen next week. <laughs> That's she's right. She's consulting with us about that. Right. She's, she's already excited <laughs> to be on the radio again. So what do you think, June? Are, are you ready to start building your credit and uh, saving up for your down payment for your first house? I don't know what that is. Yes. Well, haven't you been <laughs> haven't listening? Haven't you been listening to I've us? I've been listening, but that doesn't mean I know what it is. <laughs> So funny. Uh, we'll work. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. In like five years. No, probably. I think a little longer than that. You're 10, so. <laughs> oh, then it would be like eight. Yeah, 18. At least I think years. when you're 18, you can really start building your credit. I do. I have been told, and maybe you learned this in the class that you took, that if you are a parent and you take, um, you put your child on your credit card, that helps them to build credit because they automatically get a boost from your credit. That is accurate, although they also have access to your card then. Right. Well, so. you could just hold on to the card. 
to give. But when they go to college, they kind of need to have a credit yeah, card anyway. For sure they do. For sure they do. They need to have access to. I don't know how we did it back when we were kids. And I don't know. My mother never gave me a credit card or. I got my. So I can remember when I went to college and I went away to college. Um, I got my first bank account. Um, and my mom would put, you know, she put like just the basic money to start the account and hold it open. Um, and then I had like an on, on campus job and I would put my little, was well, certainly not a big, but my little paycheck money. in there. And then, you know, every couple of weeks I could take 20 or $30 out, right? 20 or $30. And I could somehow stretch that for two well, weeks. Yeah. Like I, like, well, <laughs> when I, when I was in college, I, I, I stayed home, but I, you know, I went to, um, SUNY orange it was called yeah. orange County community college then. And, uh, I had a job, and but I worked at a grocery store, so they paid me in cash. Like you had a voucher, oh, you yeah? brought it to the the counter, and then they gave you the cash for it. So I always, there was no saving money; it was cash. <laughs> I was like spending it, like it was ridiculous. They should just have given you a check. It's they so do much now. better now that the, everything's direct deposited. But you know, I filled up my gas tank, and then mm -hmm. I was very careful because I knew how many miles I could go once the light came on. Oh yeah, <laughs> to wait for my next paycheck. Twenty six on my car. <laughs> I think it was uh, thirty one on mine. I had a, a Honda, a Honda Accord, and that was you know I had to make payments on that car. Right. My dad, when I graduated college, gave me a thousand dollars to put down on a for a car and then we made payments it was in his name though he never put it in my name right so i didn't you know the at the time the you really didn't um that i don't think i don't think i would have gotten the loan because i didn't have a job right so whatever that's how it worked then yep. it was different and like it, it, my kids say to me all the time like mom what did you do when you didn't have cell phones the funniest thing the other day she they were like well we're all going here but we're all texting each other how did you know where to go mom that's what they wanted to know. Like, how did I know where to go on a Friday night? Like where everyone was going to be. We I'm could, like, we use the telephone. Right. Or we made basic plans before we left. And then everyone just did what they said they were going to do. Right. I'll be, if you didn't do what you right. said, that's too bad for you. I'll meet you at the arcade. I'll be there sometime between 6 and 6.30. And then when people didn't show up till 7, you're like, oh, that's my friend who's always late. I'm still just waiting. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of waiting. There was no texting. No. There was none of that stuff. But so. you'd meet new people and make new friends because you'd just be waiting there. And they'd be waiting for their friends. And then you'd be like, oh, hey. <laughs> anyway. So uh, the oh. other thing. Oh, we we got some information while we were on the radio that we talked about earlier today. Um, what was it there? We wanted to up. talk about homes that were taken off the market. Oh yeah, we and we found out that in the past seven days in Orange County, twenty-eight homes were um, temporarily off the market. So I, you know, I never checked what it was before. Right, but I mean, so to next me week that, we'll have to check yeah, again. Check to again, see, see how that number is going. I agree. So it's interesting because, um, you know, I was pretty sure that it was going to. Um, <laughs> to kind of increase from where we were. Just look at this this text that I just got. <laughs> My son just texted me, stop putting words in our mouth. That's not what we said. <laughs> sometimes, listen, uh, as radio hosts, we take liberties sometimes. On the na National Airways yes. waves. <laughs> he wrote airways. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about... We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about one other thing that's come up um, over the last few months. And it's taken a while to kind of understand exactly what it means. And uh, so in terms of foreclosures, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of people, they want to buy foreclosures. We have a tax sale coming up. They're foreclosures um, that, you, you know, people who don't have mortgages on their homes, but have stopped paying taxes. The county's now going to 
sell, you know, on auction those homes off. Um, and by the way, it takes a lot to get to that point. It does. It does. Um, but as someone buying that home, this is where this, this is kind of where this, this change comes in. Um, someone buying it, there are, you're going to want to check the title, right. And make sure that it it's, the, the title is clear, so to speak, and you're going to buy title insurance. It's an insurance policy that someone who has previously owned the home can't come back and get it from you. And if they do, your insurance would then compensate you for your loss. OK, so that's that's the gist of what title insurance is. Right. When when you're buying a home, this is this thing that comes up that nobody really knows about until you see a, a bill for you know, 1500 plus it's another 1200 right? It's a, it's, a, it's a big part of the closing costs. So um, what has happened is there's been a change in New York state law. Um, and that, we actually spoke about this the other day with, um, you weren't here with me, uh, with uh, Bob Kruholik. Oh, He came on and talked a little bit, but not as far as the, the tax foreclosures. Right. And so. And the what, REOs. Right. And what this really was, was does the lender, like the, you can come back and reclaim your home now. Um, well, you can reclaim that you're, that you were never, um, that you were foreclosed on properly. That's correct. Um, and what it is, is you have to come with, with the money you owe. It's not like you can just get the house. So you have to have the money you, you would have owed anyway. And then you have to, you have to, you challenge the foreclosure on, did the lender have the right to do the foreclosure in the first place? Did the documentation follow what they call the assignment of the loan from one lender to the other? Mm -hmm. And what that really means is a lot of times you may be taking your mortgage out with ABC Bank and the, you know within a month or two you get a note saying ABC Bank has sold your has sold your loan to XYZ Bank and now they're going to be servicing And now they're going to be servicing your loan and in that they're supposed to transfer all that that big packet of paperwork that you sign goes from bank A to bank B and there's a signatures that go along with that so what they're saying is if loans weren't sold right throughout the process and the the people haven't signed off on all the things they're supposed to there's a you know they may not have the right to foreclose because they never properly transferred that ownership in the first place and that's kind of the gist um, but there are a lot of there are a lot of things in there like having the money for right. that for that loan now at this point right, right. you have to ha you have to be able to pay that loan off so if you owed $150,000 you have to bring $150,000 with you to do this right, right? whatever the judgment was this. correct yeah. right it's it's not easy, but in terms of what title companies are saying, and this is what I thought, you know, we had someone from title come and talk to us about it. Um, what what they're saying is, you know, it's not like if there's a foreclosure, it's like indefinitely will not be, you know, title insurance won't be given to them, mm -hmm. right? There, But there are some timeframes before title companies are going to be comfortable. Um, our title company has one, um, one company they work with that they're saying if the foreclosure was two, two and a half years ago, yeah, they'll go ahead and um, insure it during the sale. Right? Okay. If it's earlier than that, you're probably not going to find someone um, who is going to insure it. So for where this really comes into play is with um, like quick flips, right? Mm -hmm. People who want to buy a foreclosure property, fix it up real quick and flip it. When you're flipping it, you know, as as an investor, you may you may be doing this five, six, seven times, and you may be willing to take the risk that you're going to buy that house and not get title insurance for it. But when you go to sell that house, no individual homeowner is going to buy it with an exception that says, we're going to insure it for everything except when someone comes in um, and wants to reclaim their home and, and, and can prove that they have the right to do that. 
So what they're saying is some, some, in those cases, maybe flippers are going to need to rent that home out for two years before they sell it. It just seems that flippers, it, it not even, it's not even just flippers because, you know, some flippers are just doing it because they think they're going to make money quick. But there are people that do this for a living. Like Correct. this is what they do. So it's making it very and- difficult for them to make a living. And some of them do a nice job when they when they buy a house and they renovate it and they you know, they make it better and they, they are entitled to a profit. Right. But now it's just going to make it harder for them to do that. That's correct. It's it certainly, this is a, this is throws up some barriers um, for that whole realm of business, whether you are someone who's flipping, if you're a wholesaler, um, I would think that could, you know, come into some, some problems if you're, if you're buying homes through the tax sales and stuff like that to wholesale out to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole section of the industry, which you and I are not, necessarily involved with on a daily basis but that it's out there and we have we have people who are going to buy those properties um and so for you and i to be educated about um about this is important just so that we can make sure we have our buyers ask the right questions of their attorneys and and stuff like that i I can't help but just be concerned for people who you know think they're going to get into the flipping business because there's a lot of people that want to do that all you know every every day practically i have somebody calling me Mm -hmm. and asking me about that and it's really not an easy thing to do it's not that i want to discourage anybody from it but it's not easy it's high risk it's it's very high risk, especially if you're not the kind of person that can do the work, because right. now you're paying, you know, there's not much of a profit margin no. anymore Mm-mm. with the values of properties going up as as they have been in the past couple of years. There really isn't a, a big profit margin for it. No, right. Because the homes you're picking up are at their top value to begin with. Right. Even if they need work, they're still, you know. There's still like the house I went into the other day, it needed a ton of work. And if you put the ton of work into it, it still wouldn't sell for much more than what it had, they had right. it listed for. So it, it's, it's a, it's maybe something that people need to think about. And this is just another like roadblock for them no. when they're doing it. I don't disagree. But by the way, can you believe we've been through another hour here? Oh my God. It happens every week. Every it? week. So June, <laughs> tell me, was it fun today? Yes. Yes. All right. We'll try to next time you're in, we'll try to wrap you in a little more. We'll have some maybe we'll let you prepare and you can have a the, the June posthumous real estate report. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Stay uh, stay safe out there and healthy. And uh, we'll oh, catch up with you next week. But uh, one more thing. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, oh yes. Enjoy. I'm not St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. I know it's going to be a little different this year. <laughs> OK, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.